Hey everyone. Um, okay, so today I'm going to talk about teenagers, core and teenagers, how to manage them, how to how to deal with their uh, struggle and their angst along with our own. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Caleri. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Um, uh, before I talk about teenagers, though, I just want to do, just kind of have a general conversation just about um, how everybody's doing. So I'm definitely finding that families are doing okay. Um, they're certainly making the best of it. There are some, there are some good things happening. Um, I know that it's difficult at this time. We worry so much about other people in the world and the terrible things that they're going through and the unimaginable um, angst that families all over the world are going through. But here's something really important to understand. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to find some joy. It's okay to make the best of it. That's a really good message to your children. It's not gonna help the world or anyone else if you're miserable. If you deny yourself um, some of the joy that you can be experiencing because it's still here, because we have it, um, and we want to appreciate it, that's not going to um, make you a, a worse person or a, a selfish person or an unkind person. You can certainly think about what's going on in the world and feel empathy and compassion, but in your own life, in your own world, it doesn't help anything to be depressed and upset and angry and denying yourself. Uh, because you feel that other people um, are suffering, so kind of it's, it's a it's a tough one because I know people are feeling a lot of guilt that are are sort of not directly impacted right now, other than not going to work or you know working from home. Um, but creating as much joy and as much peace and as much um, settled energy in your own house is the best thing that you can be doing right now, and it's okay. And it's okay to take a minute to think about. Um, what's going on in the world, and then go right back to what, what do I appreciate? What's what's working well for me? Um, how can I be really grateful for what I have in, in this moment? And that's a great thing to teach your kids. It, you're not going to help the world by being depressed and anxious and upset. The other thing about being um, really anxious at this time and anxiety in general is when you are anxious, you are inserting yourself into a future event. You're living a future event before it's actually happened. What if that happens to me? What if it happens to my family member? What if, what if, what if? And when you do that, your limbic system can't tell the difference between you imagining it and thinking about it and it actually happening. So you're like reliving it over and over and over again. So it's not selfish or unkind to stay in a place of appreciation, gratitude. Right now, for many of us, right now is still okay. Um, and we should be appreciating our family time and doing what we can to protect others, but finding as much peace and as much happiness as we can in this moment. That's all we can do, and that actually will help our children and help everyone else. Um, you don't have to be in denial, and be, it, it doesn't mean you're selfish. It's just a really important way to kind of think about things right now. Okay, so let's move on to teenagers. So it's interesting. I posted something um, a week ago, and and teenagers were still really pushing back. I want to go out. This isn't fair. Lots of teenagers were out, and they're posting pictures of themselves out. I guess they either left without their parents' permission, or parents were still allowing them to go out in, in certain places. 
there are many places that are not on lockdown, but parents are still trying to set some limits around what's safe and what's good practice and, and good physical distancing. And teenagers are really pushing back in a big way. So for most places that are more in a lockdown situation, teenagers have stopped pushing back because I think they're starting to realize um, the seriousness of this. So they're pushing back in different ways. Uh, definitely sleeping. Sleeping is a big one. Um, teenagers, naturally, their brain um, doesn't get tired till much, much later. Sorry, Siri is answering me. I don't know why. Um, it, it, you know, they don't really get tired till 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, I do think that teenagers are using that time to kind of carve out their own space. Um, it's a way that they're kind of... Uh, establishing their sense of self and pushing back on parents a little bit so they're staying up late they like being in the house when nobody's awake and they can kind of move around and and not be bothered so they're staying up late and and I know it's important to have limits and it's important to have structure and I think that in the end makes kids happier and when I work with my teenagers that I work with every day they're actually really, I'm not their mother, so it's, they listen to me. Um, they're working on schedules and trying to work out and have time to study and learn and have some structure and texture to their lives. When it's a parent, um, it doesn't always go so well. So with my daughter, it's not going as well as it is with the teenager that I, I counsel every week. Um, but we're, we're making our way through it. So I'm actually letting her sleep in pretty late. Um, you know, we've sort of agreed on between 12 and one, which I know is very late, but I think she, she said sleep is the only thing I have control over right now. And I think she's right. So, um, she sleeps pretty late and then her day starts from there and we've kind of pulled together a few things that she has to do. And in order to do those things, she gets her paycheck and her paycheck is her time with her screens and her phone and internet and all of those things. And she's, um, I think it's, it's working and it's, it's helping her. Um, I think it's really important to pick your battles with your teenagers and also to remember, I mean, all of us are affected. All of us are deeply affected by what's happening right now all around us. But, and, and you know, I don't want to compare one group to the other, but I do think that teenagers are feeling it in such a big way, such a big way. It is their world that they're moving into as adults. They're terrified about what it's even going to look like. I mean, I was hearing that from teenagers long before. The virus was unleashed on the world, um, but they were already thinking like, "What's the planet going to look like for me when I'm 30? Am I going to have kids? Do I want to have kids? What what's it, what, where, what jobs are even going to be there for me when I am older?" So they were already uh, thinking about these things a lot, and those were things we didn't have to think about when we were teenagers. These are big issues that um, that teenagers grapple with. So now they're you know worried about what the world is going to look like, how much their life is going to change, but you know, on a very sort of developmental level, this is a time where being with their friends is everything to them. And we, they're not many adults. You know, we have learned as adults, and some of us haven't even figured that out, that it, you know, we don't have to care so much about what people think and how important family is. And, you know, there's more life than just hanging out with your friends. But for a teenager, they need to learn those things. And developmentally, this is a, this is a time for them where they are, deeply moved by their friends. They want to be with their friends. It's, it's everything to them. And that's been taken away. So going to school and, you know, they're all missing school, even though they complained about it and didn't want to wake up for it, you know, just a month ago. Um, they're missing it. They're missing the routine. They're missing doing the schoolwork even. And most of all, they're missing hanging around with their friends. So um, 
you know, getting too focused on trying to control them and getting angry with them and, you know, making them do things that you think they need to be doing. And they certainly do, do need some, some structure and I'll, I'll bring that back in a moment, but just taking that time to really connect with them, to use the calm technique and mirror to them about what is, uh, what they are missing in their lives right now and what's sad for them in their lives right now. Um, I think those are really, really important things. This is such an important time to connect with your teens, to really be using uh, the calm technique. And I want people to remember, um, and if you don't know what that is, uh, have a look at the uh, podcasts that are out there, Connected Parenting uh, Podcasts. It's also on my website, connectedparenting.com. They're all there. But really, uh, it's basically using language um, as medicine and as a, as a deep way to connect with your children and a reminder that... Uh, when you talk to your kids this way, um, oxytocin releases, and oxytocin is actually strengthens the immune system, both in your child and in you. So the connection is really important. And remembering not just to do it to de-escalate them or get to them to do something, just as a way to chat with them, as a way to connect with them. You know, pull out some baby books, <laughs> show them some pictures of themselves, send them a little video when they were little. Um, do a lot of sort of um, loving communication through pictures and texts and uh, just ways to kind of connect with them in a very, very deep way. Try to make sure that it's not all about telling them what to do and, oh, finally you came out, or, oh, you're off your video game. And so sort of be the, in many ways, try to be the parent that they want to come out of their rooms for. And I'm not saying appease them and do everything they want. Just, just try to make as many interactions as possible. Feel lovely. So they walk away and they go, hmm, that felt pretty good. That felt pretty nice. Maybe I want more of that. Um, that's how you're going to get them to come out of their rooms. Um, so for many kids who are in private schools, um, the school's already started and that's a bit of a challenge. It is not their ideal, uh, way of learning for you know, some kids are very independent and they love it, but a lot of kids have trouble focusing their attention, taking it seriously. It's, it's going to take a little bit of time to get into these routines. So give your child some time to make that transition and switch over. It's not going to be so easy just to get on the computer and work as hard as they did before. Um, and if they weren't working that hard before, it's going to be even harder. So let them have a little bit of a, um, a chance to adjust to that and get used to that. Um, you, you sort of, you know, for those kids where there's actual classes, you are going to help, have to help them get back to bed a little bit earlier, uh, similar to the way it was when they were actually in school. Um, and remember to connect before you correct any time you're adjusting your child's behavior. For a lot of kids in the public school system, though, they, they're not up and running yet. Um, you know, there's a few things that they've suggested online, but, you know, most teenagers are putting that off and not particularly interested in that. Um, so if there's uh, educational movies you can be watching together, if there's any um, you know, motivational films you can be watching together, if there's projects around the house that they could be in charge of, that can be really helpful. Uh, get their opinions on on things that need to be done, whether it's uh, finances or planning or menus, anything that they could feel like they're contributing, they, they actually have a role in would be really good. Um, and I would say at this time, until until the online school is up and running, you can try to have them have educational things that they're doing every day, day but I sort of feel like if they're not asking for it and they're really pushing back hard on it, maybe try to get them to do other things like fitness, going for walks, um, walking the dog, um, meditation or yoga, anything like that that they could maybe do uh, 
uh, and have some kind of routine around before school actually starts. And then when they start doing that a little bit more, then you can see if there's anything educational that they want to be doing. Um, it's only a, a month for most kids that they're um, missing school. It's not really the end of the world. Everyone else is in the same boat in the public system as well. So my advice right now is to focus on connection, to focus on being calm with your kids, to focus on uh, being the frontal lobe, but kind of letting them figure out all of the emotional stuff that has to be going on during this time. Um, I'll post another video in a little bit. I'm, I'm definitely hearing from teenagers though that um, especially, I really feel like this week is a tough one for them because it's really hitting them. It's hitting them now that this isn't, they're not going back to school anytime soon. It's going to be, you know, quite a while, another month, maybe two, maybe even three. Um, kids are already thinking about what their summer is going to look like and what they're missing. They're just in this painful time right now of um, doing an inventory of all the things that they are missing and they need you to connect with them, to love them through this, to be as understanding as you possibly can and really pick your battles with your teens. Um, I also like to kind of give them a, a choice. You can do this, this, or this today. You've got between now and three o'clock or four o'clock to do it. You decide which one works for you. Don't stand there demanding that it happens. I trust you, I believe in you, I know you'll get this done for me. So by four o'clock, this needs to happen. And if it does, then, you know, internet comes back on or you, actually, no, don't misunderstand that. You haven't taken anything away. If they haven't done it by four o'clock, um, then you're gonna hold on to their phone or, their, or you're gonna block the internet until it gets done. And don't fight about it, don't argue about it. Just say, hey, just when you're, as soon as it's done, uh, stuff will come back on and don't do it in a mean negative way really help them understand that I just had this conversation with my daughter the other day I sort of listed all the things that are rights you have a right to education you have a right to good food you have a right to shelter and love um, and basic clothing but everything else is a privilege and we are working together as a family and everybody is trying to figure out how to get everything done um, so they're going to be things like chores and schoolwork and things that need to happen so that you can get your paycheck and your paycheck is the internet and all the fun things that are happening there. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, which is kind of interesting, is I've noticed how kids are changing, teenagers are changing how they're using uh, social media. So they're still using Snapchat and, all, Snapchat and all of those things, but I've noticed a definite shift to actual face-to-face -face talking on their devices, which I think is a much better uh, way that they're connecting. I think it's a much more natural way. So they're using FaceTime, they're using Zoom, they're using House Party, um, where they're actually having conversations face-to-face -face and reacting to each other in real time, which I think is a, is a really, really positive thing. So yeah. I will post another um, video in a few days on teenagers and I would love your feedback if you have questions about how to handle certain things with your teens. Um, any scenarios you'd like my input on, I'd be happy to give it to you. And um, that's it for now. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Barrett Caleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.